1: draw near to God and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands purify your hearts if your hands are not clean you know if, if we're toying if we're playing around with sin then you can rebuke the devil all you want but it'll be like those guys that tried that because they heard about Paul doing it you remember the story the seven sons of Sceva like the demon said well we we know who Paul is and we know Jesus but who are you? In order to be effective in
0: the kingdom of God, we must live lives that are submitted to the Lord. Pastor Robert teaches us in today's message that part of submitting to the Lord is resisting our enemy. Unfortunately, if we do not resist temptation when it comes, we will be completely run over by our enemy. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with part two of today's message in the book of 1 John.
2: His love is the main thing.
1: I see two extremes within the body of Christ. One sees a demon behind every bush. Everything's a demon. You need deliverance from everything. When I first became a Christian, I was part of a church that man, you 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 just needed deliverance for everything. You know, there was a demon of smoking. There was, a, you know, demon of tobacco. There was a demon of alcohol. There was, you know, you name it, and there was a demon behind it. That's not biblical. That's not biblical. What the Book of James says, the Bible tells us that you and I are enticed. That implies an outside force, right? That implies possibly demonic involvement. But he says it's your own lusts that destroy you. It's your own lusts that chain you up. You are your own worst enemy. That's what the Bible says. Our flesh needs to be crucified. Paul said he had to do it every day. He said, I buffet my body daily. Why? Because if I don't, it'll take over. For the first couple of decades more or less, two and a half of my life, my flesh was in charge. But I was set free from that. But I don't think I'm any stronger than the Apostle Paul. Every day, my flesh needs to be reminded you are not the boss. Not anymore. You see what I mean? This can't be in charge. I need to be governed by the Spirit of God. One extreme within the body of Christ sees a demon behind every bush. The other one would like to forget or pretend that they don't exist at all. And I've told you this story. I, you know, had a friend when I first came to Christ and she told me one time, you know, she just didn't even like to think about demons, talk about demons. She didn't want to, you know, it's like, if I, if I leave him alone, he'll leave me alone. You know, I just think if I, that's not biblical either. Both extremes are foolish. We can't pretend he doesn't exist. We cannot pretend that he's not active. But neither should we be preoccupied and focused on the fact that there is a personal evil, that there is a devil. Everything's not the devil. A lot of it's just you. That's right. And as the old saying goes, You can't be delivered from the flesh. You have to crucify it. You you have to beat it into subjection, as the Apostle Paul said. But the Bible does describe that evil hierarchy consisting of demonic principalities. It tells us that we shouldn't be ignorant of their schemes and tactics. So if the Bible says that, then... Right? We we need to understand that we, we shouldn't be ignorant, we shouldn't ignore, we shouldn't, you know, stick our head in the sand. But it also reminds us the the scriptures remind us that, that we're victorious in Christ. That we already are victorious. Now We've experienced more satanic opposition, more clearly supernatural, evil manifestations since we moved into this neighborhood than we did in the entire 17 years we were in South Beach. It's been astounding. We'd be foolish to ignore that or pretend that it wasn't real. You know, I I had people, have had people over the years, you know, make statements, I don't believe in that, that stuff's not real. Yes, it is. Bible, truth, and personal experience tell me that it's real. And that we, that we do have a powerful enemy. And we shouldn't be foolish or arrogant about that. You know, we need to understand that it's true. But we would also be unwise to obsess over it. Because the Bible also says, greater is he who is within you than he who is in the world. Right? So both are true. The sword has two edges. Both are true. And the Bible doesn't say if you ignore him, he'll leave you alone. It tells us to resist him and he will flee. We talked about it in our most recent love lesson a few weeks ago on Tuesday night. We resist the schemes of the devil by living in the opposite spirit to which, you know, he, you know, which he exhibits, right? If we fight pride with humility. We fight greed with generosity. We fight anger with kindness. We fight indifference and hatred with love. In his concluding remarks here in 1 John, in chapter 5, verse 19, John says, we know that we are of God. And the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Now listen, this is why I'm harping on this a little bit today. Stay with me. That being the case, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Well then, to love the world and the things of the world is to side with the wicked one and live in harmony with the devil. When we think it through like that, logically, none of us wants that, right? None of us wants to, to be a devil, devil worshiper. You know, Satan. Any Satan worshippers in the house? We don't want to be that, right? None of us wants to be a Satan worshiper. And yet, how often Christians end up doing exactly that by the choices they make and the attitudes that, that we give place to. Do you understand? No, I, I never sing songs of worship to the enemy, but if I find myself under his sway, if, if I find myself giving in to the ungodly attitudes of the world around me and siding with them, then I am giving worship to the wrong God. In that moment. James 4 7 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. And see, we like to think of these things in religious terms. So so we, we like to think of it only like, you know, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pray this prayer of submission, and I'm gonna pray this prayer coming against the enemy, and then you go out and live. Like all your neighbors and ungodly co-workers, making choices that are in harmony with them. And do you understand what I'm saying? In Isaiah, God said to the Israelites, I'm paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing, but basically, God said to the Israelites, You do realize that all of those prayers and sacrifices and, and all of that religious hypocrisy makes me sick. Because I see the way you live. That's what he said. To them, you and I need to understand that it still holds true. Submit to God, not just with your words, with the choices that you make. Resist the devil, not just with your words, with your attitudes. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. If your hands are not clean, you know, if, if we're toying, if we're playing around with sin, then you can rebuke the devil all you want, but it'll be like those guys that tried that because they heard about Paul doing it. You remember the story, the seven sons of Sceva? Like the demons said, well, we, we know who Paul is and we know Jesus, but who are you? And the Bible says that the demons beat those guys up pretty bad. Now, I see that happening in some of your lives as well. The enemy is eating your lunch. Because you think this is all about praying the right prayers and singing the right songs, and God says, no, no, no. It's about the choices you make. It's about the attitudes of your heart and the way you live your lives. That's what this is about. When you take yourself out from under the umbrella of God's protection by doing things that He has already told you were not in your best interest, you know, step outside, his prescribed order, well, then you forfeit your spiritual authority. His love is the main thing, His
0: love is the main thing. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy.
2: We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button.
0: On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.